0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we are talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their epic business blunders and everything they've learned uh, about uh, you know those experiences. And so with us in the hot seat today uh, is none other than David uh, Uzi. He is the founder and CEO of scaleup.sandler.com. Uh, David, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. So, David, uh, why don't you kick us off with uh, the elevator pitch? What exactly are you guys up to over there?
1: I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, we offer a education, a professional education in leadership, sales, sales leadership and operations more attuned to an MBA than a seminar. So we train our people from one to three years, three years. I've trained some people for 22 years on the essential behaviors, attitudes, and techniques for growing your business, whether that's a 100 hour business to a $100 million business or a $100 million business to a billion-dollar business. We teach the assess- essential behaviors, attitude, and techniques to make that happen.
0: So who are your sweet spot customers typically? Are they enterprise, everybody in between? Where does your rubber hit the road?
1: You know, Sam has been around for 55 years. So we have customers who are entrepreneurs, one-man shows, family businesses, and multinational corporations. Because you know, with the 80-20 rule, 80% of what you need to know to be successful is the same, whether it's a hundred million dollars, a million dollars, or 10 billion dollars. The essential things that you need to do every day to, to reach your goals are the same. The important thing is how you set your goals and that those goals are achievable and that they're passed down throughout the organization, whether that's one person and total accountability, or a thousand people and shared accountability.
0: Beautiful stuff. So uh, let's get into the meat and the potatoes, uh, David, of this particular series. So what is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today?
1: You know, as, as we discussed just prior to the call, you wanted me to focus on the larger mistakes or the ones that you experience in the larger uh, uh, business environment. And so I'd tell you that the biggest failing that you can have when you're running a medium or larger business, and at the time I was with a, what, maybe a 20 or 30 billion dollar computer company. And, you know, it's a machine. And um, one of the things that I allowed to have happen is I allowed the organization to tell me what the targets should be. Rather than the customers, rather than the market, rather than economics, I allowed an organization to ratchet my successful team to a point of having targets that weren't attainable. And that's, you know, that's you know, where the wheels start to fall off is when you set goals that aren't achievable because who's delivering those goals? It sure as hell is, it, is not me and it's not you, it's those people. And so I would say um, always stay in control of your commitments um, commit over-deliver, and be, af- and be afraid of the ratcheting that, you know, can be done to a successful team.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, David, when you think about that experience uh, that you had, what did you learn from that? What do you now take forward with you in terms of your business today?
1: You know, I'd answer that question by saying I wouldn't allow somebody else to do the thinking. And if somebody, and there's always going to be people smarter than you, If you build a good team, everybody, at least, you know, your your next layer team should be smarter than you or they shouldn't be on your team. But, you know, I would do the appropriate amount of questioning. Don't get so busy with the selling that you forget about the strategy of selling, that you forget about the tactics of selling. And make sure people tell you the why. If they're giving you a number that no one's ever seen before, there should be an answer to the question why. And, um, you know, business is science. Sales is science operations of science, uh, make sure that the people who are giving you your information are scientists, not uh, evangelists.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so David, obviously the market's pretty shit right now in terms of um, you know the economy and all that kind of stuff. What are you, in the context of all the clients that you engage with and that you train their sales teams on, what are you seeing on the ground as things that are working in terms of you know an entrepreneur, maybe with a smaller business, looking to scale? What are you seeing on the ground as working at the moment?
1: You know, I think the most important thing I'm, at least that I'm evangelizing as a business scientist with the small business community here, is goal setting. Um, do you have a bucket list? I mean, even if you're 25, a bucket list is not a bad thing to have. A bucket list helps you to build a vision board. A vision board will tell you what the heck you want to do with your life, whether you need to go to college, whether you need to become a genius or can become a genius programmer. But the whole thing is um, I would tell all the small business community people that I meet after I ask the question, how much revenue do you want to have or how much revenue will your business have at the end of 2027? Three year plan. How much revenue do you plan to have for your business at the end of 2029? Five year plan at this stage, right? And I would say that less than nine than one out of ten will have a number. And so when I look when I look at the marketplace and when I look at small businesses who really they grind, they work hard, they dream big. But if you don't know what your goals are three and five years out, then you're daydreaming. You're all hopped up in Hopium thinking either God or luck. And here in Vegas, we happen to a lot of people believe in luck. Um, You know, hopped up on Hopium doesn't get you to your goals, doesn't get you to the income level that you want for yourself and for the people around you. And so, you know, what I would say is if any small business person could take a leap forward, if they don't know what they want numerically in 2027 and 2029, they should sit down, figure out what those numbers are so they can work back, you know, work backwards, reverse engineer that and figure out what the hell they should be doing today and this week and, and this month in order to get there. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big missing the big missing link between small family businesses and entrepreneurs and large corporations In large corporations. We talk about numbers. We talk about measurable things. We talk about things that um, if they turn out that they weren't attainable because of economic circumstances or because of some catastrophic event, um, how to build a recovery plan? Well, you can't build a recovery plan if you didn't know where the destination was before whatever happened, happened.
0: hmm. So David, uh, when you think about that, you know, that experience or all your experience of being a sales expert, what uh, would you do differently? If you think about your career, maybe there's a particular story that comes to life. What would you do differently and why?
1: You know, there's a lot of talk. And I think when I was younger, there was even more talk than about on the job training. Now. On-the-job training is absolutely critical, especially if you're in that 80-20 rule and that 20% is specific to a a certain industry, whether it's semiconductors or making money, coins or bills or whatever it is, 20% of it is most likely extremely unique to that business. But that other 80%, the stuff that took me 30 or 25 years to learn on the job with large corporations, medium-sized corporations, pre-IPO, post-IPO, post-merger Entrepreneurships, but thirty years of what I took to learn, I could have been trained at thirty years ago. At least eighty percent of it, I could have learned thirty years ago. And I can tell you, I I assure you, I'd be in a different place today if I would have not failed to understand that there's more that I don't know than I do know, and there's places where I can go for people will teach it to me. And a ten thousand dollar investment per year is far less than an MBA. But there were people in this world, including Sandler 30 years ago, who could have set me 30 years ahead if I had just known that I'm not the smartest, uh, you know, uh, card in the Mm deck.
0: And so, David, what is your advice uh, to other CEOs or entrepreneurs or even salespeople right now in terms of the importance of failing or failure and becoming successful?
1: Know exactly what smart goal setting is. Um, If you don't know what smart goal setting is, I'm not going to go into it because I could teach you an hour long training course on the subject, but it's used by large, successful corporations. And there's nothing complex about it that an entrepreneur can't use. And so just remember S-M-A-R-G. And in Sandler, we add an E and an R to the end, E being enjoyable. And what was the R? Um, Well, I like to think of replicable, but it's not. It's something much softer. And I'm a corporate guy. I want to win and i've been ratcheted for quarter after quarter year after year and still been able to deliver up until a certain point but whatever that number is that you have for yourself as an entrepreneur or your family has for you as their golden child son or your corporation has you as their rainmaker you know division leader you better be absolutely sure that number one that the numbers are. And it has to be a number, the numbers, it could be units, it could be revenue, it could be profit dollars, whatever it is, if it's not measurable, it's not a goal because you can't build a strategy to to get there. But I would say, always make sure that if you're setting the goal, you go through the step-by-step process of ensuring that every goal is smart because otherwise they're just, it's a daydream. And I would tell you, when I was running a multi-billion dollar business October, November, and December, I would spend 50% of my time trickling those goals down from my office to my team, making them trickle it down to their teams, all the way down to the people who answer the phone. Because every action of everybody within the organization on an everyday basis contributes whether I get to that annual goal, three-year goal, or five-year goal. And if you're not spending the time doing that, enjoy the hopium and enjoy the daydream. (laughs)
0: well said (laughs) well said um david what about books tools and resources that you recommend to other entrepreneurs today
1: you know look at the classics what are the seven behaviors of successful people i mean the book's been around by for 30 years but sanders been around for 55 fundamental human nature doesn't change over decades it might change over millennia But And we have seen millenniums create somewhat of a paradigm shift in, you know, what our values are and and how we pursue them. And that's something that we who aren't millennium have got to deal with. But the fundamental aspects of what drives a human being to do the right things every day that are right for them and their families and for their mission in life, they're not natural.
0: Mm.
1: You have, I mean, whether you go to the gym or not, I mean, some people like to go to the gym and some people don't, but whether you go or not. It ain't natural to go to the gym. Just like it's not natural to sit down and think about your three year plan or your five year plan, or to think about the strategy required to get to that three year plan, or the tactics required for that strategy to actually be successful, or the daily behaviors involved with those tactics, working or not working. And if they're not working and you're not measuring them and not changing them on a monthly basis, your goals are just. A daydream. You need to be alive. And I'd say the other thing that I would tell CEOs or entrepreneurs, once you close your first million-dollar deal, forget about it. It's a bluebird. They're not going to keep coming every week. They're not going to keep coming every month. And don't spend the profits from that first big deal you get because assume it was just good fortune until you've replicated it 10 times. Then make the investments in the secretary. Then make the investments in the second car or the second truck. Don't spend money you don't know. Mm you have and better yet spend the interest that you gain on that money not your principal because there's going to be times that are harder than today
0: mm-hmm. sage advice buddy sage advice well look uh david that does conclude your time in the hot seat uh, congratulations on all your success at ScaleUp and and uh, dot sandler.com um, and yeah wishing you and the team there all the very best of the future
1: and good luck to you sir and your and your audience
0: yeah thanks so much buddy wilson everybody else we'll see you again soon ciao ciao